0: hey welcome to old ass movie reviews i'm scott there's dave next to me and we are right into the christmas holiday season we did that last year yeah we did we did uh this time around uh we got to watch something that i hadn't seen and my god damn have i been missing out we watched the man who invented christmas kind of a biography movie of charles dickinson and how he uh, wrote a christmas carol and yeah i'm just going to start with i am completely blown away and so in love with this movie um i have very very little complaints and the mm-hmm. only real complaint i have is the sound design i found it hard to hear over the music a couple
1: times but other yeah. than that it was um god this was good it's- dude so freaking good um before we get too deep i i always forget to read everybody's name so i want to go through the cast real quick uh dan stevens played charles dickens now dan stevens was on um not to the manor born i'm getting all my british (laughs) movies mixed up i definitely won't know No faulty towers either. We're gonna have to start over. Faulty Towers. I forgot, uh,
0: no, uh, it's, it's, I forgot the name fine. of the goddamn story. John Cleese you know is not I in it. Uh, it.
1: <laughs>
0: Anyhow, while well, you if you want to look up the cat, oh Lord, just beat my mic. We're <laughs> off to a rip-roaring start today. Uh <laughs> 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 one of the things that surprised me about watching this movie. Now, this this is the basically the story of Dickens and how he came about with the idea to write this story after he had a few flops he was very right. broke um very much in debt and very much like his father um yes. and he comes up with an idea he, he can sell a book and he gets the advance on it but he's only got six weeks to get this book done right. get it printed, and out and sold for christmas he does it this is the early, mid-1800s. It's mind-blowing to me that they pushed this through so fast and got it printed. I was thinking of the poor typesetters with all of that stuff. The artist. And, oh, my. And the, and the artist that had to do this. Um, I'm a graphic designer and have been uh, professionally in the past. And mm-hmm. I always think of shit like that because I would have the luxury of sitting at a computer and drawing the art and laying oh, yeah. out the typefacing and the... And the spacing and everything and getting it ready for the press whereas back then these people were were laying it out letter by letter in these trays and it's just it's very time consuming you got to get the pike is right you got to get on oh, everything the the letting Oh, we can go on and on about that crap but it was a very manually intensive job then and they they did it and he um what was really cool is i'm half about halfway through watching this movie before i realized that i'm watching a christmas carol
1: right as it as it's
0: coming to be i'm watching the story of a christmas carol in real time as multiple influences for scrooge and himself being the biggest one mm-hmm. and that's the one that got me it's like oh my god because at first you know they show a scene of um, dickens is at at a gravesite and he sees this old man yeah. who's just mean and man that's what you see when you think of ebenezer scrooge and it wasn't but you get to
1: see the little hints the sick boy yeah. is tiny tim and it just the notes, every little piece yeah the notes he's taken as something somebody says something to him and he goes and writes it down right away like oh my god that's brilliant it, that's yeah uh,
0: one one of my favorite spots in this movie, and it just really caught me off guard, was when he sets down to write. And it's near the beginning when he's starting uh-huh. to write this story. And all of a sudden you hear a dove take off and fly away. And his train of thought is derailed. And it's like, there, went, his, his thoughts just flew away. It's yep. like, that was a good sound choice yeah. on there. And it's like, there's cues like that throughout. Yeah. If you watch this movie, you, s- here's the thing, folks. If you have never seen A Christmas Carol and have never read the book, stop. Don't even watch this. It won't right. make any it right. won't make no sense. It won't make no sense. You have to shoot
1: a rocket at it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Travis. <laughs> yeah. It, w- it won't make any sense. But if you know the story and have seen this over and over, like Dave and I have, right. you'll you'll watch this, you'll understand. And it it just has so much more meaning. It's like, I like it's like watching for the Easter eggs. It's like, oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And hey. I read today that all pretty much this is a true, accurate telling of how he it came about
1: how it came about i see i was wondering how because i thought i remember reading years ago that this came out in sections like hmm. he was selling it as in chapters Interesting. and then he put it together and sold it. It, it by christmas now i don't know how accurate that is I, I know that he was behind he was always behind when he was writing it hmm. you, you know what i mean like like he was always like yeah. a day late or you know two days whatever <laughs> But he was always he had a lot of distractions getting it out there. <laughs> but when you watch this movie, you're like, oh, OK, if that if that part is true, then you completely understand, you know, um, I, I was always under the impression that Dickens and his wife weren't very close. But this movie shows them as very close. Uh, I'd like to look a little bit more into that and see how accurate that is. They're pretty close because they had 10 kids because in this movie, yeah, he's got 10 kids. I, and I I know that um, somebody had moved in with them towards the end of their their life, and it was his dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, his dad. <laughs> no, not in no. not in the movie.
0: Yeah. No, life. but I mean, his dad it did end up moving in with him. That stuff is accurate.
1: Yeah. Um, that that, that's what's so very strange. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I'm back back. No, please. To Let's, the to the cast. You got him up. Uh, Let's bring up the cast. Dan Stevens, duh, was in. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Hot, yeah, my mind went blank the minute I wanted to say it. It's one of my favorite movies and I or t- television series, and I highly recommend watching it. I'll it's have to really well out. written, really well um, done. I mean, yeah, I can't praise Downton Abbey enough.
0: Wow. Okay. Um,
1: Mark Schreier was the presenter. That was the guy that whenever he's in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into that. This woman's name I'm going to destroy because I think it's Irish and I think it's old Celtic. I think it's an old Celtic word.
0: Is it his wife?
1: It's his wife. I think Kate she's Swedish. Morfid Clark. And it's yeah. spelt. Her first name is M-O-R-F-Y-D-D. Yeah. Morfied, I, 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 think,
0: Morfied I, think, I think she was Swedish when I looked it up.
1: Oh, Swedish. Well, I okay. So. It all looks the same to me, folks. I'm, I'm an American. Which it
0: very well could be Irish with the way the... Um, the Scandinavians uh, traveled and took tours of other countries and took people home with
1: them. <laughs> well, they were they were on walkabouts. They were um, on
0: walkabouts. Just brought people back, you know. Hey, you want to come live with me? I'm sure it was all mutual.
1: Whether you want to or not, you're coming. Yeah. Uh, Justin <laughs> Edwards was John Fa- Forster. That was his his friend that he tries to fire at one point, and his friend says, "You can't fire me." He's like, know. "Why not? Because I don't work for you. I'm your friend." <laughs> <laughs> he just he, looks at he's looks He's. Like, I'll pretty, see you tomorrow.
0: <laughs> his friend really got him. Really understood him. Yeah. I mean, really, it was it was cool. And
1: they'd be like you looking at me, go "Dave, you're fired. You can't fire me." Exactly. <laughs> fired.
0: All right. Fine. See you tomorrow. God damn <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> then.
1: Uh, uh, the, the, what's funny? is This guy, Casimo Fusco, was the guy who played Signor Mazzini, the guy that kept. He kept fixing the chandelier that broke. But you see the picture of He kept him charging on, money. And he kept charging him for it. Uh when you see him on IMBD, he doesn't look anything like he looks in the movie. Like he looks nothing like <laughs> wow. he looks in the movie. Um they have a lot of other names, but the name that I thought was very interesting was the little girl who plays Tara. Yeah. Her name is I I thought it was gonna be some really long Irish. Lilty, yeah. you know Celtic name. Her name is Anna Murphy. It's a very, very common name, but it's not like what I was. expecting. But the very was,
0: Irish actress that she very, was, she or at least she played an
1: accent, and she's talking like this, Mister Dickens, the whole time that, oh you can't kill Tiny Tim. And the whole it's beautiful. She plays that part so well. Um, yeah, her name is Anna Murphy. She also plays Ghost of Christmas Past, yeah. because the people that he meets are the inspiration for the character. His
0: best friend is the, the, ghost, of the ghost of present.
1: Present. Yeah. yeah. Forster. Um, And then you see them as the characters that, that inspired him, yeah. you know, and, and it's just so cool. It's, it's neat. Of course you got Jonathan done. Price as his dad. Yeah. So, so I thought that was good.
0: One of the things I found neat when I looked up the cast <laughs> earlier was um, a lot of attention to detail in the casting. If you go pull up, um illustrations of dickens and the rest of these characters right and and look against how they look in the movie right right dude they are they look like the people that were there so that was some serious casting really cool
1: and what's great about jonathan price's character if you look at jonathan price that's what dickens looked like when he was older oh wow he had the beard he had the long hair and i started laughing because it's the first time i really noticed it was last night i'm like that's, that's what Dickens looks like. That's, he took on his father's, you know, the beard well, and all that. <laughs> um, there was, what was it? Um, crap. I had a thought and just went out of my head. But as far as, like you said, the, oh, Leach, the, the artist, the guy the who artist, plays yeah. And I'll pull his name up in just a second. But that actor also played Dickens. I believe in the ninth Doctor's series, when they meet Charles Dickens. I really? Think that's the guy. I think oh, that's shit. the guy who plays Charles Dickens. Oh, and shit. And he a big-time character actor. Or not character. The guy who played him was a big-time yeah. character How actor. How cool is that? And I didn't have a chance to look it up, but I just wanted to say that's who I think that guy is. And Mr. Grimsby grimsby was the guy who bill patterson was the character was the actor's name who played mr grimsby and i think that was the lawyer that he goes to see oh, he the old man with the, the more with the, money oh with the cookies that's so and, oh he's
0: so oh. mean but that's that's why he was great for him to show up as yeah, the the ghost with, yeah and with the chain
1: marley yeah uh, christopher Plummer. oh so good now you now I want to okay. see just the movie with Christopher Plummer playing Scrooge. You know? I just want to see the movie where he's literally plays the part. What really
0: threw three. me off was his voice and delivery. I swear to God, there were t- if I close my eyes, I was listening to Patrick Stewart. And it's like,
1: I know, there were times the where you heard that and you're like, holy crap. Engage. <laughs> yeah. Engage <trouble laughs> so it's like, What the hell? Well, Jean Luc. <laughs> Uh, Simon Callow was the guy's name who played Leech, the artist. Okay. And if anyone ever has a chance to look at that old artwork that's in the books, it's beautiful. It is. Oh, what
0: little they showed looks really cool, and I did see some of that up online today. Looked and looked some of
1: the wow. stuff online before, and I I, I used to years ago had a book that was obviously a reprint because. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd be retired if I had one of those original. How would you like to have one of those original bindings, the original print? First print of Charles Dickens. There's the, the
0: Holy Grail. I would love to find one. Oh,
1: man. That would be... I'd want two. One to have and one to one sell. One to sell. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be beautiful. If but, I just had one,
0: I'd have to sell it.
1: <laughs> but I know that the character, Leech, really did have a hard time. Like, the the actual guy was like, no, I don't want to do this. He didn't have any time. <laughs> and, yeah, he didn't have the time. And artists, especially back then, you really needed the time. I mean, you, nobody had a computer desk. They could, they didn't, they couldn't. Pull I love what they him, did to
0: uh, his wake friend.
1: Was there it? was none of that shit. No, <laughs> there's none of that. Could you imagine what that guy could do if he learned how to use a Wacom back then? Oh my God! Yeah, could I mean, like, he had
0: had to have people pose. He did. He, there was, it was yeah. very involved. I mean, yeah. everything was done by hand, and that's as well. I mean,
1: shit takes a while. It's incredible and his artwork is just gorgeous. Some of the stuff like when when Marley's ghost shows up and they do the image of Marley's ghost coming to haunt Scrooge, that mm-hmm. that alone. I don't even know if any of that artwork is, still exists.
0: Now, I I'm, I'm going to go off on a weird question here. Um do you know how they printed that? I mean, how how they got artwork in the 1800s ready for the press? Do you have any idea? Cuz I know when I did it we just took we we made film and went yeah. from film but that's
1: i can re- only are they wood carvings i can only guess that they they did like um what we what we used to do would you take the print you would have like the actual artwork and they mm-hmm. would somehow engrave it on to a plate right and that plate would print and then you'd have to right. line up whatever colors you had right. everything was, was separate if if I remember my printing well, uh, press days. Uh, and, and that's plastic.
0: definitely how it is with film. I, every color has its own plate, and it's layered on top of each other and lined up. Um, and a
1: lot of those guys, they used to have to do, like, you'd have to literally scrape in a, in a mirror image mm-hmm. of whatever it was you were looking at. Like, wow. you'd have to scrape it out to get that plate made. Damn. I don't know. I don't know if they had the acids and stuff like they do. Yeah, I wonder. I'm re- it was
0: just a random thought. It's like, you know, it's yeah. easy for us nowadays to get things printed it, uh, because the long computers. Time
1: since I thought about that. I mean, yeah. just print alone, just,
0: just letters alone was well, well that's just, what I was thinking of is the poor typesetters there with all yeah. the fucking letters. And then now it's like the artists are like, shit, how did they get that onto a printing plate?
1: Cause I, re- oh. I remember back in high school, we learned how to do the printing and I, and I'd worked, very short couple of weeks at a print shop Mm -hmm. for a friend of mine and we had to do the letting we had to do the old letters and and it was that's what we had i mean this is back mid 80s Mm -hmm. things were just starting to go over to um uh like word systems and you know where you could type but even that was just as almost as difficult as doing the letting it was almost easier to go out and set the type and that was all backwards because when it printed that's then it was readable, mm-hmm. so you had to do everything backwards, which is for a guy like me who's just Jesus. I can <laughs> I'm in the wrong job. <laughs> yeah, that would have been hard. So, real quick, printing printing was not for me. <laughs> but I do it's much vag- easier with a computer. <laughs> yeah, I do vaguely. Yeah, explains why I suck at the computer. <laughs> it, I do remember vaguely some of the acids and stuff that they, we had to put on some of the plates mm. and. To burn like an image in yeah I don't know if they were that advanced i wonder
0: I, i'm gonna i want to look it up that's a rabbit hole yeah. that i'm gonna have to go down because I was like wow not only did he create these artworks they mm-hmm. f- had to get him onto a printing press yeah. somehow
1: and you remember you had to do the, all the colors different yeah. or, or overlays because you'd yep. have like the Multiple yellow passes. on top of a blue to make the green yep so you had the three color process so that's that's what you had to deal with. And yeah, when I was set out and have it lined up perfectly on the presses.
0: When I was working in the nineties, um, it was wasn't that. Holy crap! That was a long time ago. You're old. I know. When I was at a printing print shop in the nineties, everything was four color CMYK, <laughs> and yeah, everything was made from those four colors. Mm-hmm. And it was just depends on how many layers and shit. It's it's pretty yeah, wild.
1: It, it still basically is. If I if I I'm
0: sure it is. It I mean, correctly. there's I mean, no way. Yeah. i can't can't
1: see any company having that many different shades of red well you can get every shade you
0: want out of those four colors yeah
1: i don't know i I don't know enough about it but if anybody out there works at a print shop now let us know because i'm I'm curious i bet things have changed
0: a lot since i've been doing it
1: (laughs) yeah i did it back you know shit they were still doing crap very very much the way they did 100 years at that point yeah before
0: um well but thank the, God I got to be on a computer with high tech equipment and cameras cuz it was it was much easier.
1: Yeah, it's a lot easier to play around now. Um, yeah. but, but I still like whenever I do my artwork I, I still do my usually my, yeah. my pen and ink work. I, I still do it the old fashioned way. I I like my Wacom, I do. I, mm-hmm. I, it makes some things easier for me, and other things I just think why am I using this computer when I can just make the actual art? I can actually physically still have my piece of art, and some right. people may say, "Well, you can just print it out." For me, it's not the same thing. I, I like, understand. I want the ink in my nails. I want you know. I gotta. It, I gotta spill different. the the ink bottle over on it. Right it's page. another tool.
0: It's another medium. It's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. do I, I work it. with paint or do I work with ones and zeros?
1: It's just yeah, yeah. And and I like my Wacom, but I really like my pen and ink. Yeah. Needless to say, cool. Um, but back, now, back back to, to the movie. movie. I'm back sorry, folks. Leech <laughs> Leach had no time. And he delivered what I would look at and go, Oh my God, those are masterpieces. Those are literally, he's an illustrator, but he's like a fine artist. He, mm-hmm. He's a freaking masterpiece. And I don't think if I remember that it's been a long time since I read anything. But if I remember, Leach was not happy with his art. Like,
0: <laughs> Shocking. Felt, uh, an artist not happy with yeah. their work.
1: Yeah. With any artist, you, you're, <laughs> happy with art. you're just not. Uh, but for Dickens to get this story out, and he literally made Christmas what we celebrate nowadays. That's what's he, cool. He pushing this story story out there was very much what the common folks celebrated. that that's what this whole book uh, Christmas Carol celebrates is the family, the the mm-hmm. average person. And doing good and doing well. And he, he exemplified that. And a lot of people didn't like Dickens writing, like a lot of upper crust folks, mm-hmm. like that one guy he bumps into. And the yeah, guy who, like, yeah, who is that people are like, hooker shouldn't be in books. He's like, why, you know? Oh what? yeah.
0: That guy. Yeah. Why like...
1: can you not talk about the count because they're common, you know, Pfft. I pulled my own bootstraps up, and the lady's like, yeah, "Oh, my I love that!" Us a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's
0: like it, anybody that says that, well, you just—it's like because uh, he Dickens just threw it right back in. So no one yeah. helped you at all.
1: Yeah, no one <laughs> helped you at all. The wife is like, "Well, my father did give you." <laughs> if we all look, everybody's been helped some way. Oh yeah, and everybody so. helps everybody. I mean that's... Yeah i i try i'm not always very good at it folks i'll be honest with you but well, i try here. you know and it doesn't always have to be monetary either you it, know it, it can be just friendly one of okay. the things about hold this on. is hold on just a second i have to go sure
0: so one of the things i thought was really neat about this movie is like what you're talking about uh-huh. um showing people's outlook on um on dickens work but also there's lots of comments made about christmas it it really wasn't celebrated that much it was or at least with with these classes of people yeah and charles himself just was just started to get so into it and Mm -hmm. what he created is something that you and i talk about every christmas on the show is it's almost like a and they even mention this in the movie it's just like here it is, here's the time of the year. look yeah. at this. be a better person, feel better about yourself.
1: yeah. And yeah.
0: you know, it is a nice recharge. It is a nice uh, thing and it makes you I watch this movie and it's like, you know what I could do better. Yeah. Um, and the problem is we all, Stop thinking that way about a week or two after Christmas. <laughs> and right. it's like, what, you know, how do we do better as people? And that's a whole nother podcast, but yeah, yeah. it always makes me feel good. Um yeah. I I can't watch this movie without having tears in my eyes. It's just it uh, feels oh, so good. And yeah, there's
1: a couple of times when like when he's yelling at that little Irish girl, you're like, Are you
0: stupid? I wanted to reach through the screen and strangle him because at that point he was Scrooge. Yeah, he was Scrooge firing yeah. Cratchit on Christmas Eve.
1: Yep, that's exactly what he sent what it the was. poor little
0: Irish girl. And, and he, when he realized his mistake, he's like, "Well, does anybody look for us?" Like, oh yeah, find an Irish girl in in the in the and streets. I, an, Irish
1: ma- an Irish, an ho- Irish homeless maiden in the middle of Britain or in the middle of London. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Good luck. Oh. There's only a million of them. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, she was <laughs> nice enough to bring back the book. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking she had a family family spot at that point from that point on you're part of the family no well, matter what i say you're not fired i was
0: shocked that the head housekeeper or whatever actually fired her because most people would have should have known charles's uh, volatile nature at that point and said just lay low he'll be all right in the morning
1: <laughs> and I, I wonder if something like that really ever happened if they really yeah. just were like just just sit over there it's, yeah
0: but it's, it's much more dramatic if he it's, throws it throws her out. you
1: gotta go for it you gotta go for the dramatic yeah, and it's it works like, better that way it's kind of like him going to the to the tar factor the blackening house yeah yeah, yeah. That, that really was where he worked as a child after his father is taken out for a debtor's prison i they know send, what a weird concept oh well they're trying to bring it back but we we'll get into that another time that's another um, podcast yeah, that's but, another podcast. Literally, but his another family show. went with him to the debtor's prison. It's like, what the hell? It's weird. Yeah, they well, they used to. But I'm thinking because Kat brought that up, like, why why did they take the mom and the daughter, but they left the son? Well, the, the son, son was work. to help work off part of his debt. Yeah. That's why they put him in that house. I mean, if they, if he would have ran away, he probably would have just went and got him and brought him back. Yeah. You know, because oh my God. I can't even imagine some of the stuff.
0: So one of the things about that, um, it, it really they did a good job of showing the estrangement of he mm. and his dad, and yeah. why they had, why he was so angry, and rightfully so. Oh
1: yeah, holy Absolutely. fuck! Yeah, I totally understand where he was coming from. I totally, as a human being and as who I am, I I understood Dickens yeah. in that movie, and his yeah, I did his, too. I his did being too. Being upset <laughs> with his father. You could
0: see that his dad was trying Mm -hmm. and just really didn't know Mm -hmm. how. And Charles was understandably, fuck you. Yeah. We're done, you know? and I've had enough. So so seeing Charles soften. Right. And realize that he has to give that same Christmas spirit to his dad is touching.
1: Yeah. Um, And that's, like you said, this whole movie is about charles dickens he, he's never a bad person in the movie no. i mean they never portray him as just the he's, total jerk, he, he's, he's us we all that think that has, way <laughs> he has his moments of scrooge-like yeah. m- moments oh yeah it's almost like he doesn't mean to he no. just he loses his cool he says something that he's not meant to say and he walks off like every human being you know we we yeah. fly off at the mouth and then we're like two minutes after we shut the door and slam mm-hmm. it behind us we're walking down the street we're like ah. Oh fuck i shouldn't have
0: said that yeah now how do i fix this
1: shit how am i (laughs) gonna fix this one no scooby snacks scooby snacks win um but (laughs) you just you just don't everybody has those moments but i liked his his character arc was very much the scrooge character arc Mm -hmm.
0: you know it was it was and that's that's what's cool about this movie because you're seeing you're watching this movie you think it's a biography? You're watching right. a Christmas Carol told very artistically, and so well. just it's... so fucking well done, dude. Yeah, yeah. I I can't praise this movie enough. I I I I just I can't.
1: And it's just so good how, while Dickens is talking, he he's talking to his friend in the very beginning of the movie. He has the one other uh, twerkly thwackery. Tw- Thackeray Thackeray was yeah. the other writer and Charles Dickens has had three flops in a row. He's just like oh, Thackeray was an insufferable man. prick. He goes to the club he goes to this gentleman's club diner whatever the heck it is with with the tray. ancient waiter with the ancient <laughs> waiter and it all works out because he the waiter comes over and basically stumbles into the table you <laughs> guys barely hold the tray and he's like what what is going on and his friend is like oh my god you know i'm going to take the teapot and they're like what is your name who are you and he's like the guy's name was marley mm-hmm. and you see you just see dickens eyes like this is the marley? first character that he comes up with is yeah. marley you see his eyes just explode he's like writing the guy's name down and the guy's just looking at him like what's going on and this one's like he collects names. It's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Then Thackeray comes over. Oh, Charles, I heard you haven't had a good selling book in, you know, three months or whatever right. Like, I don't know how many books this guy was writing at the time. I don't know what you had to do back then to stay on top. Like there was, I guess, no, no number one book that you just kept selling for years.
0: Let, let, let me stop just for a second because I have to interject this. This is one of the things that's neat and it shows it's a product of its time. People at the beginning of the movie, we see Charles is on tour on a book tour, right? right you know, where people right. would go to concerts nowadays and movies and everything. Yeah. Back then the, the author would come and talk. Um, And I do be, even remember that in this century story. or last century, yeah, uh, yeah. like Mark Twain or Samuel Clemens did a big yeah. thing with that. Uh, a lot of spoken word, a lot of talking, a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. So people would go see this stuff. And I thought, I found that very interesting. It's like, wow, yeah. and they were all excited. Hey, we're good. It would be, honestly, is if even today, if I got to go uh, listen to Stephen King or somebody right. that I found that I love reading their writing just to, mm-hmm. to hear that mind work. And, right. you know, it's, that's really cool. So anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine if J.K. Rowling did that, like a, a two-hour? Oh, it'd be cool. Just, it would be packed. Wherever she went to read some Harry Potter or whatever mm-hmm. other books, it'd be packed to hear that. Just I know because nobody does that anymore. No, they don't. And she could give all that. She's so freaking rich. She could give any money that she made on tickets to charity and just walk away and go. I'm a good person. And yeah. but that's another story. That that'd be just something really cool to do. It would um, be to see anybody like that. But that that was cool that that was the thing going on. But Thackeray comes over and Thackeray is like his frenemy. Like they talk, but they don't yeah. like each other. And Thackeray is just, he knows, he knows Charles Dickens is having a hard time. He's poking the bear, man. He's just, he's kicking oh, yeah. the hornet's nest. He's fucking with this guy. He's like, oh, he's got writer's block. Oh, I hope we don't have writer's block, Charles. Uh-huh. Oh, He, he, he has such
0: a hard on for putting other writers down. He's such a
1: weasel. Yeah. Oh. He does this kind of thing like three or four times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, charles dickens is getting his book published and it's come out and thackeray walks up to him at the club and says well i have and you find out at that point that thackeray is also a critic he's Mm -hmm. not just a fellow writer he's a critic critic of other writers he says well i have a pre a pre-copy i'm gonna read this and i'll let everyone know what i think and he goes and sits down and he opens it, and he's really like he's Flipping open the book. Oh, he's and, fully expecting it to be. Shit. And you're like, this son of a bitch. Uh-huh. Gonna, he's going to fucking hammer him at the end of this. Oh, you bastard. Man. And then, and then, very towards the end, it's getting a little bit closer to the end. Everybody's at Charles Dickens' house. He's put the tree up. He's like, yeah, they call it a tannin bomb. The tree. Yeah. He's like, I don't that The queen's doing it. So everybody's going to do it now and whatever but the family's there and his friend comes in with his his girlfriend which I was very happy about he comes in with the his his girl he's got the newspaper he says thackeray thackeray's review is here and charles dickens is like i don't want to hear this i man no way i do not want to hear no, this no cuz
0: like, he's fully expecting yeah
1: he starts reading thackeray's review and thackeray's review couldn't have been more loving and Honorable and praise of oh, this yeah. story and how this is this is what Christmas is. Charles Dickens is a god, basically calling him a god of writing. Yeah, this man, he he gets it, and Charles Dickens is just like, holy yeah. crap! Like, and this is one nice little moment where you you're not expecting it, you're not expecting Thackeray of all people. Right. You've watched this guy just be a total jerk through <laughs> this whole movie, suddenly have an honest moment and say this this is a good story this isn't just a good story this is a great story and truth be told i read um a christmas carol every year i've read it every year for 15 or 20 years and i read it right around christmas time i just it's just a ritual with me i read it every year and i tell you i learn and i see something in this story that is I like to think Dickens is up in heaven looking down going hey I got a, I got at least a guy every year this guy reads my book this is great something I don't know but there's something about this particular Dickens story for me that just it grabs my heart every time as well and done. then to watch this movie and you see the humorous plot that that's unraveling and the fact that he's having such a hard time writing it and the characters are alive in the room with him
0: this is I know that's what's thing, so funny. They're with him the whole time. They're with
1: They'll he'll go like go out and he's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta stop writing. And all the characters will stand up and start walking towards the door. And he's like, No, I'm going alone. And they'll all look at each other like, Right. But that's
0: what's cool. They show you what it's like inside an artist, a writer's head. Yeah. All of that is always there. You and, know, and you
1: can't get rid of them, folks. So that, I mean, they're always. Even as little of writing as I've done, I still have some characters that pop up every once in a while and go, "Hey, you're going to get back to it or what? We got we got playing to do. Come on." So, and that,
0: that's 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 interesting i like seeing that because when i wrote um my screenplay uh-huh. um, it was like having conversations with these people it yeah. was like you because you yeah. want to know what makes them tick and who they are and they start to come alive and mm-hmm. no i didn't actually see anybody there but right. that shit's in your head it's like it's you're there. you're talking to them and it's like it, it works so
1: damn well in here and when a character doesn't want to do something you can't force it because if you force a character to go do something, it reads like crap. It really does. And yeah. you can, sometimes you can really tell when a, if you haven't read J. Cal Rowling, I've, I've already talked about that. She's, she did off with a couple of her characters mm-hmm. and the movies show that they, they, she killed off a couple of characters. I yeah. think she forced those because none of them ever felt honest you know what i mean mm-hmm. and she can very easily fix it with the little time spinner that's you know just do it jk yeah. just, just it's
0: not going to be fixed <laughs>
1: go, go back and fix it for crying out loud but what i'm saying is is you you feel it you know when uh arthur conan doyle killed off uh, sherlock holmes everybody in the world went nuts oh sure why are you kidding me and it was because Sherlock Holmes was getting more famous than him and he was he was actually regretting it. He forced a moment <laughs> that didn't need to be forced. Yeah. He could have just stopped writing for a while. He had to bring Sherlock Holmes back because everybody was mad at Arthur Conan Doyle. Well, of course so, they were. So when you force a character to do something it doesn't work. Well, and that's, no how much you want it to be this way you and have And that's what to they the showed in here. Up.
0: Yeah, they 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 yeah. showed that because originally Tiny Tim died. Yeah. And it was Tara, his housekeeper, <laughs> first who
1: first one to say it.
0: <laughs> who said, You can't kill Tiny Tim. And but here's the thing that she said scrooge wouldn't let that happen there's yeah. good in him there's somewhere there's good because yeah. we all we all have a hard time thinking that somebody could be so callous and so evil that they would watch a little crippled kid die when right. they could control it i'd like to believe there's not people like that but there is there are people
1: like that yes
0: so yes. she had so much faith in humanity as a whole that there's no way scrooge could and you know what yeah yeah you, ha- you do not have a Christmas Carol without Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim is the linchpin that holds this whole thing together.
1: Yeah. As much as you might not like that character in some of the movies that you watch him in because he's poorly portrayed or whatever, mm-hmm. you're right. Without without Tiny Tim, Scrooge doesn't have a character arc. He has no arc. Yeah, there's there's nothing for Scrooge to go, he, I'm, a, I'm a bad person, but now I'm good. There's nothing there. Because if Tiny Tim dies and scrooge turns out to be a good person anyway there's still no arc it doesn't it doesn't fit i like whenever his friend is talking to him forster is talking to him and he lets forster read the entire story and forster's like oh no this is brilliant this is great uh one tiny criticism and this is after the little irish girl tells him and he's like what's what's that he's uh you can't kill tiny tim and he's like oh my god did you too he was mad yeah <laughs> was, that was his like, way he's no you, you can't kill tiny tim you're I get the one it. who told me to kill little Nell. he's like
0: and i stand by that decision <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i get it i i, I get his need to, he want that because that was the style he was writing and i yeah. guess that's why this just hits so well is yeah. because people saw that and and you, your heart breaks i here's the deal um when it comes to Christmas carols, I, I have a favorite, and it's the Muppet movie, and um yeah, yeah, that whole scene in the Muppet movie with Miss Piggy and you know Tiny Tim's not there, and it's oh just... my God,
1: you if, folks, if you haven't watched the Muppet Christmas Carol, this this is a timeout moment for you. I'm going to spoil it. it. They kill a Muppet. Doesn't stay dead. But it's enough to per- pull a tear down your cheek,
0: <laughs> and if it doesn't, you're not human.
1: Exactly. That's
0: all there is to it. Because yeah, you don't yeah, kill a muppet. <laughs> you don't kill a muppet. You don't kill a muppet. But that's that's just it. It's just this is so close. And once I realized I was watching a Christmas Carol without watching a Christmas Carol, yeah, it is like this is bloody brilliant. Yeah, man. It's it's. It's so goddamn good. That's it. This is my final thoughts on the movie. Okay. Go fucking watch it. It's it's amazing. Merry Christmas. It, you you can't
1: get better. It's good. Yeah, it's great. If you if you love a Christmas Carol, if you love the story, if you like Dickens, watch this movie. You're gonna love it. I if you don't love it, I don't I don't understand. I, I, I can't. Help I don't you. know where the disconnect could come from. I watched I mean, the, this uh, a few years ago when it first came out. I was like, that looks interesting. I finally saw it. I was like, I, I, "Yeah, okay, I'll watch that." And the first time I watched it, I fell in love with it. I've I've yeah, watched this every year since it's been available too.
0: <laughs> I will be watching it again. Um, I will definitely be watching the Muppets this year. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was so good, dude. It was so fucking. Brilliant. I'm glad
1: you liked it. I I was hoping you'd like it. because uh, I I know you like. 10 out I'm of 10. Viral.
0: It's a great fucking movie. Yeah. It's it's definitely, I, I can't, I don't, only criticism I had was sound design. I mean, come right.
1: on. And that, that only happens, I think, once or twice.
0: Yeah, and, and it I'm could be my sure setup. If, so.
1: <laughs> well, and I'm also not sure if that's, like, intended. Yeah, like, I
0: don't know. It's possible, because there's a, a few that I knew it was going to yeah. be muddled, but and it was, but God, it's so good. So good. Just Christopher Plummer.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, He's brilliant. I would love to see him do a full Scrooge, but well, we're never going
1: to get that. Yeah, never going to get it, but it'd be nice. But this movie, folks, yeah, if you like A Christmas Carol, this is Dickens and how it came to be. It's so good. It's so good. And Blown away. That's all there is to it. Yeah, you can't, I, I can't even, I w- I was gushing at this movie whenever I brought it up to you. And I wasn't sure if the if the this is a great movie came out, came across or if it was just like, boy, you, know, maybe. you know, no,
0: it came across. I knew you really loved it. But yeah. as, as, as we watch all these movies, you and I, our tastes don't always align. No, no. no uh, but I, I mean, I trust your opinion. It's like, well, I know it's going to be good. Whether or not I like it, that's going to be a whole nother right. thing. You know, right. I know I'm going to watch a good movie and I fell in love with it uh, pretty quickly pretty quickly. Yeah. It's like, once I started seeing all the Easter eggs, it's like, oh my God, I know my wife was ready for me to shut up. I'm like,
1: look, look.
0: Like, it's so, so, you know? So it's like, yeah.
1: Kate and it was... I are now to the point in our life where when we start watching a movie together, we'll sit there and discuss it. And if we can pause it, we will pause it we'll pause i've done that yeah did you see that did you yeah what do you think that means and then we'll talk about that scene and then we go back and watch it i try not to do that (laughs) yeah we're either completely right or completely wrong it's like oh my god i didn't see that yeah
0: yeah very cool so your final take on uh
1: this movie Brilliant. This is a must-watch for me. This is a must-watch if you are if you're a fan of Dickens, if you love a Christmas Carol, if you just love Christmas movies. This movie does for me what a Christmas Carol does for me. It makes me feel good and have hope for humanity. And folks, right now we need all the hope for humanity. We always do. Yes. To possibly get so little prayer for everybody out there. This this movie does it and if it you're does. not a praying it person does. i totally understand go light some incense light a candle whatever makes you feel good about yourself
0: positive movie, vibes whatever
1: <laughs> high fives high fives Yeah. high five I don't know. um that that's that's how this movie it's just it's a good it's a feel-good movie it really it is. is it is and i is. thoroughly it enjoy is. it
0: speaking that's of feel-good movies um and speaking of muppets um our next movie <laughs>
1: So happy. <laughs> is
0: Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas.
1: Emmett Otter. I, I have
0: it. not watched this in probably 30 40 years, dude. I watched uh, this every Christmas. <laughs> I saw this when it came out, when it was on TV in the yeah. specials. Uh yeah. so the 80s. I have not seen it since, but I have went and folks really? go do Yeah, folks go watch the bloopers on YouTube.
1: Oh, the bloopers of uh, this are movie brilliant.
0: you will fucking die. It is so hilarious
1: hey that drum almost hit me (laughs) just the
0: facial expressions that they're doing it's like get those facial expressions it's brilliant so i can't wait to talk about (laughs) i love puppetry so i can't wait to see this
1: fantastic you're right for Otters Jug Band. those
0: bloopers will have you crying
1: you you (laughs) folks you can't do any better than that either there's another feel-good movie yeah, but that's a tearjerker too, because there's a couple of times where you're about ready to cry for Emmett Otter and his mama.
0: <laughs> oh no! Okay, it's been so long. I don't remember anything. I I don't remember anything. So good, it was huh? funny because Janine didn't believe me that there's a movie called Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. She's like, "What? We're going to watch what?" I'm like, "Emmett Otter's Jug oh, Band no, Christmas." She's
1: never seen it. Never. Oh. You got to let me know what she thinks about that one. Oh, you'll know. This this is like this this is one of my penultimate movies. This is this. I can't wait.
0: I can't wait. We're we're hitting it out of the park this 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 uh, holiday season. So,
1: folks, um,
0: I thank you so much for joining in, uh, subscribing, hitting like, sharing. I want to give a shout out to our friend David Carroll who uh, joined us a while back and still is a big fan of ours. Thank you, and I'm sorry that Strange Brew was not to your liking.
1: Oh, he doesn't like Strange Brew? <laughs>
0: no, no, and I get it. He said it was stupid, and I said, I agree. It's completely yeah. stupid, and I love every fucking second of yes. it. Yeah, it's
1: stupid. But, I'm not going to argue. Is, and I
0: get it. It's not for everybody. I appreciate it. it was funny because he said he watched it, and then he listened to our podcast and heard us talk about it because I saw you <laughs> he posted online about it. And I was like, oh, dude was listening to our podcast. No, he did it before, and it just lined up.
1: That's funny. Yeah. That's so, very funny. Strange brew
0: coming in twenty twenty three, just putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's gonna be that's a must watch. We're gonna have to get that one on there.
0: Yeah. That's cool. So so thanks again, folks, for joining us. Um Thank you. stay tuned. Come in every week. Our podcast goes live on Monday mornings at six AM Central on YouTube and on your podcast station. Um, hopefully it'll be on Instagram having some issues over there. So,
1: And I'm moving all
0: of our stuff that's on YouTube yes.
1: over to Rumble. It's going to be a while because we have a lot of videos and it takes a while to, to move the stuff, but everything's getting moved over there. I'm doing it the old fashioned way because I'm making copies and just backing right. everything up because you never know what's going to happen on YouTube. You never know. You, you never, never know. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're having a good time doing this and I want to thank you very much for following us and for watching.
0: And move. catch you next week with some otters. We're... Word.